is really great. It is actually an interview I did with Sean McCann on his podcast, Wake the Dead. And in this episode, we investigate an old Hollywood actress, Tuesday Weld. I have briefly covered some information on Tuesday Weld in some of the Occult Laurel Canyon episodes, but we're hitting it hard in this one. It was such a great interview. I just had to share it with you. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are not familiar with her. And what we reveal in this episode may surprise you. Who is this woman? And what role has she played behind the scenes? Well, let's find out. It's always a pleasure working with Sean McCann because he does very thorough research and he loves all of the same topics I do. Everyone go check out Wake the Dead podcast. It's phenomenal. And uh, show some love. Leave a five-star review if you love what we do. And on that note, I do have a new five-star review from Jess Ann Walk. Five stars. And it says, I heard Julia on Dangerous Minds podcast with Ryan Dean. And immediately after she starts going in with facts about Oz, I had to find her. She is so thorough with her research. You can tell she puts a lot of effort into each episode. I didn't even know where to start. And she kindly messaged me back with which episode to start with. I appreciate the rabbit hole. Anytime, anytime. You know, Instagram is a great platform for people that listen to the show to reach out because I respond to every single message. I try to respond to every single comment. If I haven't responded to you, it's because I'm working on it, but I definitely respond to every message and every comment as long as you're saying something constructive or positive. If you're coming on the Instagram to talk shit to my face, I'm not reading it. So just want to put that out there. But for those of you, and you know who you are, who constantly send me 
super uplifting, positive, motivational, inspirational messages. I appreciate you. And thank you so much. So go check out With the Dead podcast with Sean McCann. And uh, let's get right into the episode. Greetings, and welcome to Wake the Dead. Today, we are joined by Julia of Cosmic Peach Podcast. She invited me to her show uh, maybe a month ago. We talked about Barbie and the inculcation of satanic ideals in that toy. and It was a really fun episode, and uh, I've had a blast speaking with you. We also spoke about, uh, we, I think we had two episodes. and. Yeah. And, uh, you know, each one is great. And because you, you really, uh, like the Kubrick episode, you really care that much about the topic and the content and to speak with you is a delight because you, uh, understand where I'm going and you know, uh, you know, it's, it's easily readily accepted. And, um, I, I really appreciate that. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining me today, Julia, please say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone. I am thrilled to be here. And I'm hoping that this episode doesn't get taken down because they like <laughs> to take us off. Yeah, they don't <laughs> like when, yeah, they don't like when I talk. I guess no. our um the which episode was it that got so taken it was that Kubrick episode we mm. did together and I entitled it like SRA hidden in plain sight and they yes. removed it without notifying me whatsoever. Right. So I went to look for it because I was like, I did a whole episode about this. You can go and check it out. And right. it wasn't there. And I was like, oh my God. So I've had the same thing happen. Wow. First off, you yeah. know you're getting close to the truth when they start removing your episode. Right. So it's We're always on the main pleasure. Nerve. That's right. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, they they also erased one of my episodes with uh, my friend Daryl Rollins. Uh, we talked about fake mass shootings. And that yep. was the title of that one too. And I changed the title. I re-uploaded it. So um, you know, I titled it episode whatever it was forty nine, I think. And I just told everybody in the description, look, they erased this episode here. I'm putting it on again. Like I know it's so. so hard to mess with them because I feel like they look for trigger words. Yeah. So I've been talking in code a little bit. Like <laughs> I've it come sucks. up with code words yeah. just so I can say the most fundamental of things. I know. And it's, well, we're going to have a great episode. I don't think they'll <laughs> remove this one. Yeah, this one's pretty so. easy going. It's not like uh, slavery of humanity that's happening now. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Today's topic uh, for the listeners that aren't hip to what we already know what we're talking about, but we haven't said it yet to them. Today, uh, we are speaking about the actress and Hollywood personality, Tuesday Weld. Tuesday Weld, uh, I, you have been doing a series on your show, mm -hmm. speaking about um, the Hollywood actresses and delving into their 
their life story and why, you know, how they were abused by the cult. I had never heard of this woman ever in my life, which I do feel like is by design. Mm. And she was a major player in these rituals, if you want to call them that. And where we all know who Madonna is and we all know who Marilyn Monroe is and Tuesday was just as influential as them, but flew so far under the radar. Mm -hmm. No one really can like pinpoint. This is what Tuesday Weld contributed to pop culture. Or this is what Tuesday Weld contributed to like movies or music, but she's everywhere and nowhere at the Mm. same time. And it's very interesting. Yes. It seems like she's everywhere for those who know for those of them in the cult, she has like a ranking. It's mm-hmm. as if she's like a priestess. Um, I guess we can get into that later. Uh, but I, I, I kind of wanted to start with her family. Mm-hmm. Um, so with a cursory look, you'll see that she's related to William Weld, who was the governor of Massachusetts for a long time. And I'm from Massachusetts. I'm familiar with William Weld. And um, so, okay, she's related to politicians. Well, let's see where this goes, right? And uh, looking at here, you know, I'm going to do a share screen. Um, So the Weld family is a, uh, is an, it's an old family. Now we, uh, if you take a look, the American welds came from England to America in the early 1600s. And they are an extended family of the Boston Brahmin. Boston Brahmin are the Boston elite, the, the traditional upper class. Uh, this family helped start uh, Harvard University. Um, they are an integral part of Massachusetts. They, they owned, they were given, gifted by the, the royal family, uh, the, uh, the town of Roxbury and Jamaica, much of Jamaica Plain and Roxbury, Massachusetts are all Weld land. The uh, William de Weld, I guess there's no picture of him there, but William de Weld uh, is, was the high sheriff of London in 1352 that is the first uh recorded uh famous weld that we could find here and then there was john weld who was alderman for the city of london he was also sheriff of london he was knighted and he was lord mayor of london so these were catholics well that yeah see what happened was uh, they were an English family. They were Protestant. And then after William de Weld, I think I forget which, uh, they, they rejoined up with the Catholics. Some of the Weld family went back to Catholicism. Okay. And those ones became Jesuit priests 
and um knew it yes yeah two of them were jesuit priests john b weld and uh alfred weld he was english jesuit and astronomer and he was administrator for the society of jesus mm -hmm. um sir frank weld was prime minister of new zealand governor of western australia uh thomas weld helped create harvard william gordon weld uh, founded a fleet of trading vessels, which did opium trade in China. Um, this is, these are how they became elite because they're, they, I mean, well, they were already elite, I guess, but they took their money. They got these boats, these clipper ships to go from Boston to China to do trading with China um, as like entrepreneurs, I guess you'd call it that. Because the um, the East India Trading Company had like they were like the Walmart of trading with China, but these other English families started create getting their own ships and getting their own trading going, and they made huge money. And I lived in a town, Newburyport, Massachusetts, where uh, this is actually where um, uh, Albert Pike is from, mm. the guy who started Scottish Rite Freemasonry. Um, you know, it, it, it was New Report it, between Boston and New Report. It was a toss up of which one was going to be the major city because there's two rivers. There's a Charles River at Boston and then there's the um, Merrimack River up in New Report. And uh, Boston won out. They were able to dredge that and make it deeper. So that's why. But in the old days, New Report was a huge port, just like Boston. And they were running clipper ships, uh, these fast opium traders and anyway so the welds got a huge fleet of these trading vessels and uh william fletcher weld uh continued with the uh yeah here we go william fletcher weld was the son of william gordon weld expanded his father's maritime enterprise in uh and the clipper ships uh fleet was known as the Black Horse Flag Fleet. Whoa, hang on a minute. Black <laughs> Horse. Right, right, right. I also saw a little bit um, earlier in Up this here? article. Yeah, let me see. This is just the Wikipedia, but yeah, it's a good right starting here. point. Okay. Uh, Thomas Weld distinguished as a bibliophile oh right philanthropist and personal friend of king george the third right yeah i wanted to bring him up yeah totally. jesus yeah personal friend of king george the this is the family this is who <laughs> this is who uh she uh tuesday weld is derives from this is her family, right? So here's Tuesday Weld's page, right? Uh, she was nominated for Golden Globes. She's still alive, age 79. Um, Wait a second. All right. If anyone has followed my show in mm -hmm. any of a capacity, they know that I've connected so many occult significance um, as far as like deaths, births, tragedies mm. huge monumental disasters to the month of august oh right 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 and look at this tuesday mm. weld 
birthday, August 27th. Yeah. And two, oh God. All right, go ahead. Before yeah. I get real she, I mean, I would like to see what her chart looks like. I'm sure that, you know, if we could get the hour and the place of her birth, I'm sure her astrological chart is very interesting and there will be lots of information there. Um, those types of like the, uh, the birth of these people is informative on how the, uh, the, the priestesses that, you know, they they give you a job when you're a baby. Like where they mm -hmm. decide what your life is going to be in the cult. And she was chosen at a very young age, uh, her first. So, I mean, I believe that she was chosen because of her astrological significance and her uh, pedigree of her bloodlines, you know, um, and you can tell us later what, what type of status she ended up having. But um, so in, in Hollywood, she was, um, you know, she was, it says here, often portrayed impulsive and reckless women acting out sexually. Mm -hmm. I mean, so you, as it lies hmm. and looking for Mr. Goodbar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gross. Yeah. What kind I, of I'm innuendo saying, is that? I'm what, just saying. What that's... kind of good bar, right? Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, like, so she, uh, she was, uh, she's, related to Lathrop Motley Weld was her father. And, uh, you know, uh, let's see, Canadian. Okay. So Lathrop Weld was related to the other Weld page that we were looking at. So she started her life as a model that her mother got her job in modeling. And uh, she was like very young. I can't, I can't really find it here, but um she started started debut on television at age 12. So she was a child star. Um, and her her debut her, and her feature film debut that year, the same year at 12 years old in 1956, Alfred Hitchcock's The Wrong Man. So she was like d given to society in the best role you could get as an actress you know alfred hitchcock was cream of the crop and mm -hmm. like they they positioned her to be like that she had all of this momentum and push by the cult to be this perfect thing to be the madonna that you talked about even though Madonna's a dirty whore and you know this right. woman, this woman mm -hmm. is a class act but in any case uh so uh so her family gets her into acting at age 12. She's uh, Alfred Hitchcock uh, film. She also was Stanley Kubrick's first pick for Lolita. He wanted her to play Lolita. And she was incredibly beautiful. Uh, I mean. Like a Barbie. Yes, exactly. And uh, she played in a film called Lord Love a Duck. I think I sent you the link to that. It's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, this is about a demon who comes and grants her wishes and she has no morality and, you know, um, but in this film, her name is Barbara Ann. Like, and they, you know, it's her short, it's short Barbie. And she has the big blonde hair and the perfect body and, 
you know, what all the women want and all that she wants is fame. She doesn't want like a life to have. She doesn't want to be mom. She wants to be famous with fur coats and people taking pictures, you know, that. Um, and this Lord Love a Duck was created to kind of like a, it was like a um, making fun of the surf movies of the 60s. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like taking that surf idea of like a campy surf film and turning it satanic and then giving and it was set up to be a huge film and it kind of flopped uh it's it's really weird how this how her career like portrayed you know she was even in uh one of my favorite movies recently falling down she was the wife of uh the policeman i forget the name of the actor but anyway she was the wife of the policeman who was retiring um and she, you know, she was on the phone, scared of everything, and oh, you need to come home. And so, like, she's even still active in Hollywood, but not really. It's it's really strange. It's like they bring by her design, out. I'm telling you, that's by design. And mm. you also have to think. I mean, just looking at this. Um, oh, do you want to go back to it? I'm yeah, sorry, let, me, let me. No, that's okay. Let me okay. just show you a few things that were that's mm-hmm. on here. So if we just stop it right here, it says she played in um, played the lead in Rock, 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 which featured record promoter, blah, blah, blah. And singers Chuck Berry, Frankie Lyman. Right. I mean, these are big names and you would never associate her with something like that. And then it says she appeared in 77 (laughs) Sunset Strip. Right. And the episode was called Secret Island. Hmm. Uh, excuse me. Right. 77 um, is Oz. That's the magician's number. Yes. Right. Thank you. That's exactly hmm. where I was going with that. And it yeah. says, uh, Danny Kay called Weld 15 going on 27. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. they're telling you. And now look at this. At Columbia, she had a leading role in team film because they're young, starring Dick Clark. <laughs> she was second build in what? Sex kittens go to college. <laughs> yeah. What mm-hmm. the fuck? Come oh, on, yeah. guys. That's that's the new age, you know. We don't we don't need all those old sex laws and we got Kinsey now. We don't everybody's sexual and everybody fucks everybody excuse my language you know mm-hmm. it's a uh, mm-hmm. yeah and then if you look further down and we scroll down we see uh she played free spirit university student in high time and you know like uh kids like they're they're promoting use of uh cannabis and drugs and such mm-hmm. uh, i'm a fan of cannabis that don't get me wrong but i'm just saying you know that's the idea that they're pushing right this and this time and we got bing crosby and you know uh dinah shore uh you know she supported elvis presley in right. wild in the wild country. in the country yes she dated they had a romance Elvis Presley. Of course they did. Right. She was portraying an incest victim. Ooh, hang on. <sighs> Jesus. Now look at this. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Follow the Sun uh, adaptation of the play William 
Ng with Weld in the role originated on screen by Marilyn Monroe. Right. Right. Wow, wow, wow. So Marilyn Monroe is, is it similar? You know, she's also a status level, but she doesn't have the pedigree that Tuesday Weld has. They can they can murder Marilyn Monroe. They can use her up, throw her away. Tuesday Weld is like she like you know as in the like in the mobster movies she's made you know she's one of the family so they have to treat her with kid gloves they have to she has to consent with all of this stuff they can't just beat her into submission drug her like they do kanye and the rest they you know they have to get her willing uh approval to participate and so i think that might be why one of the reasons why she never blew up like a Beyonce type of shit because you need in order to blow up like Beyonce or Madonna, you have to be used up and, you know, like they, you know, be on stage for 16 hours a day and take a bunch of drugs so you can keep dancing and then, you know, get three hours of sleep and then get yelled at by your handler, you know, that type of shit. That's the only way they can have that type of, you know, uh, career for yeah, them. Because I always say like with, Brittany Murphy and uh, like Lady Gaga, Marilyn Monroe. Yes, they're talented. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say they were talentless hacks and that's why they were treated so poorly and then they were brought to ruin. They were talented. That's fine. Yeah. But to them, it's like they're a dime a dozen, Amy Winehouse, because. Yeah, throw them away. A thousand of them. Right. And they're expendable. They're just right. initiates right. into the club. Whereas like you take Tuesday Weld, her family mm. was part of building the club. They're, they're not going to treat Tuesday Weld like that because totally. like she's part of a much larger structure. Right. And these people that we see like Beyonce and like whoever, Kesha, they're initiates into tuesday's club right Tuesday owns the club right. okay they're right. just trying to be a part right. of the club That's so right. when you talk even about the beatles sang about her tuesday's yes. on the phone to me you know? yes um they even sang like the 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 beach boys have that song barbara, barbara. ann yeah that's about the character in lord love a duck they were infatuated with her. She's so pretty and beautiful, amazing. They, you know, this is, they're, they're putting her on this pedestal already. Mm -hmm. And, and then when you get to learn more about the dark occult societies that populate Hollywood and like Laurel Canyon scene, we can see more of, uh, I'm, do you want to get into that yet? Or uh, yes, you? let me drop some um, bombs on you. <laughs> Please. What I found in regards to like, the influence she had but we didn't know she had mm -hmm. so i got to looking into the um laurel canyon because i read that book from david mcgowan strange masterpiece yeah yes it's an absolute right. masterpiece. weird scenes inside the canyon by the canyon mm -hmm. dave mcgowan right and of course, we know that David McGowan was offed because of his right. amazing research and what he was putting right. forward. So, right. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. And then I wanted to make an episode on it, but I wanted to kind of expand the research since that book was written because he was killed 
and I think maybe like 2018, a lot has changed yes. in 2018. So I got to kind of digging with just Google and watching videos on YouTube and putting pieces together. And a lot of the big, humongous music stars from the 1960s all the way into the 70s were selected right as you were saying they're selected to serve a purpose their families are all connected they all participate in weird satanic rituals incest pedophilia um they all have this underlining current of similar interests which is why they're chosen Mm. to be propped up in the spotlight because it's like oh you like all the same stuff we like, so we'll let you have that yeah. fame, the fortune, the infamy. Do you think Until maybe you do something we don't like, in which case we'll just kill you? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you look at like David Crosby, that dude is like bloodline, oh, also. Jesus. You know, um, what's her name? The uh the lesbian singer paid for his semen to yes, make a baby. Did. Yeah. I mean whoa everybody wanted to have david crosby's baby because his his family line goes back to like signers of the declaration of independence right we have free they were right there next to next to the welds the welds the welds were part of the revolutionary war they were part of the uh the structure of like they've been in massachusetts since the 1600s Yes. And they, you know, they, they owned the land, they started all the buildings and structures of society there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, like Tuesday is right up there with, with Crosby. Um, and they who, were BFFs, by the way. Really? They yeah. were, they were <laughs> BFFs. That makes sense. Who else was, was she also BFF with Mama Cass? Yes. Mama Cass was a big witch too, wasn't she? Yeah, she was a huge witch. Mm. Huge in um, stature and right, both, in yeah. the community. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I only say that because I despise these people because me too. Mm. you grow up loving them. Like me and my mom really enjoyed Mamas and the Papas. We really enjoyed... Um, mm all the music from the 60s really we have the birds and um (laughs) jim morrison janice joplin like these are songs from my childhood that i was like oh if i ever got to meet that person they're like an idol to you but that's another thing is like they love that the idolatry Hmm. of propping these people up and getting you to love them right do you think wow go ahead sorry do you think that the they're propping <clears throat> you were saying that they prop them up because oh you think like we do and that's why we're propping you up do you think maybe they're propping them up because they want us to think like they do because they want to satanify society they, they want do. right mm-hmm. okay. they do and i'll tell you so i think certain people and just to go on your point it's like they choose them because they're of the understanding. Whereas like, let's say I wanted to be a huge, like I wanted to break out and be um, a blues singer. Like I do the Janis Joplin thing. Okay. I could Mm. try. I might be pretty good at it actually, but I'm not of the understanding. I'm going to tell you about like God and spirituality and love each other and like be selfless and don't 
idolize me. I'm not your. You would express like a genuine humanity. Yes, but you get people who are of the understanding who are also talented enough to sing, and they're like, Mm. "Yes, you, you get up there and start saying some shit." Right. Like John Phillips from the Mamas and the Papas was incestuous with his daughter, disgusting, all the way up until his death. Right. We're talking about twenty something years of incestuous. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like I would call it a ritual at this point he was having incestuous rituals with his daughter for 20 something years yeah and she's a slave to that Mm -hmm. and it you know it um it it trains her mind to be slave and to be victim and then uh it's like there's grooming involved and you know of course it's your father like you want your dad to love you it's so sick and controlling um yeah and so that this happens a lot with SRA. I mean, it's almost like incest is required mm-hmm. to traumatize the babies as much as they have been traumatized. Um, you know, if you read anything about SRA, uh, usually it's family members who are doing, mm-hmm. and the family members are also in the cult. And I'm sure John Phillips was also messed with when he was a kid and i think it's probably a generational thing it it almost always is a generational Mm -hmm. thing well and they're all military families that too right yeah and the military with the satanism they're like yes oh my god black magic all over yeah all over and my thing about like who they propped up in the 60s jim morrison military his dad was military involved in like the tonkin golf incident right and then we have frank zappa whose dad worked at like the edgewood arsenal right chemical warfare yeah experimental chemical stuff and Mm. then you know john phillips was had a military background and his father and his grandfather and then he married um Susie Adams, who was a direct descendant of John Adams, the president. Wow. And so this is what I'm talking about John, with like, they're propped up for a reason. They're selected because they're of the understanding. Mm. And that's how I got to like this Tuesday weld research is because I was going to do an episode just on her after you brought her up. But I was like, wait a second. She's connected with these Laurel Canyon fucks. So I had to like trace in how is she connected? And this is what I found. Please. There was a book written called like Hotel California that kind of outlines a lot of like the weird pedophilic weird stuff going on. Sunset Strip, Laurel Canyon, everything. Mm -hmm. And the song Hotel California. I hate the fucking Eagles, man. I know. They're part of it. I I probably just broke a lot of people's hearts, but (laughs) they are. Well, I'm like Lebowski in that respect. I I hate the Eagles, (laughs) man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the album cover, there's two different covers. There's one that just says like Hotel California and it's like the hotel on the outside. But there's a different cover where it's like, a mass gathering of people on the inside of the hotel. And so we're looking around on the album cover for Hotel California, and we see a very interesting character on the second floor landing that turns out to be Anton LaVey. Really? (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Okay. So 
I get to searching a little bit on how Anton LaVey could be connected with the whole Sunset Strip Laurel Canyon thing. And the first yeah. thing that popped up was Tuesday Weld. Right. In reference to his, <laughs> the dedication of his satanic Bible. Right. Mentions Tuesday Weld, Jane Mansfield. Right. And Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Yes. Those were the queens. Mm -hmm. Those were the epitome. He knew what they were planning on doing because yes. he, I mean, Levian Satanism just works for the greater cult of Satanism. They're, you know, they're worker bees. He was told to write that book, you know? Mm -hmm. So by revealing these names to the others that are in like that are working with Satanism, it's like, oh yeah, these are the ones to watch. Oh yeah okay yes and jane mansfield was was like killed in, in a heinous car accident right probably because of a ritual that anton levey had done mm -hmm. where he uh you know a, a death ritual uh but we can talk about that on one of his a show about him maybe but uh <laughs> so i mean she was like an, an altar like she an altar literally altar. <laughs> she yeah. was the table in the ritual like they use a naked woman as a altar, whereas a Catholic, you know, the Catholics have a table, <laughs> but, yes. you know, it's like a, it's like an FU to the Catholic church. Plus it's also like, it's a reverence of the feminine, uh, you know, the goddess and, but she's just, you know, just a table, just yeah. like people as furniture, as they say in the Kubrick. Yes. Movie. Well, she's the foundation. Right, right. For a lot of this. And I have to tell you, the way he described like Jane Mansfield and the way he described Marilyn Monroe in comparison to how he described Tuesday was just like we're saying, he was like, yeah, Marilyn was great. She's pretty. She's pretty. Yeah, right. He, but he goes Tuesday and it's like oh. the whole attitude shifts. Oh, yeah. And he's like Tuesday Weld, and he refers to her as like a personification of ev like her witchery and her looks and right. her and like he's describing her like the heart of the ocean kind of thing, like <laughs> nothing like Tuesday. And so he goes on to say like she's so smart that she will never, and I'm paraphrasing be brought to ruin like James Mansfield and Marilyn Monroe because right. she flies under the radar hmm. and she will never be in the spotlight like Marilyn and Jane Mansfield because she's serving a greater purpose. Right. So that greater purpose is unknown her. to us. Right. What do you, what have you, have you found what that I greater purpose? It. I found it. <laughs> So, you know me, Sean, I'm <laughs> yeah. looking into stuff. That's it. I'm going to find it. So I go through the whole chain of events of what was going on in the 60s that she could have been a part of. And I found two references, which led me to the big ritual, which is she was very heavily involved with the Beatles yes. and was <laughs> the influence behind their made for tv appearances oh. the beatles that used to tour and they were singing like 
I want to hold your hand right. compared to the psychedelic blue right. sea in the sky with diamonds, beetles. Right, right. That's Tuesday's influence. Tuesday took them from bubble gum to like bongs. That right. was Tuesday. Right. And the same thing goes for the Rolling Stones, who wrote an entire song for her called Ruby Tuesday. Yeah. And what is the Ruby? Mm. Why Ruby? You spoke about, I mean, you looked into Wizard of Oz. Oh, yes. Ruby slippers is related to not only alchemy, but also if you learn, uh, if you read uh, Fritz Springmeier, there, there is levels of SRA slave. So yeah. there's Diamond, who is presidential model whore. And then there's uh, Emerald, which is, uh, I think Emeralds might be, uh, they do uh, psychic stuff mm -hmm. for the rituals. And then there's Ruby, which is like, uh, I think that one's ritual related um and then pearls is like for mind files so if if somebody sees an uh a programmed multiple female and she's wearing diamonds like marilyn monroe diamonds are forever that whole shit mm -hmm. like she was saying hey i'm the diamond one i'm yeah. up up to this scale level and like it's and the ones below they wish they could get up that high and it's like so Ruby Tuesday, that's a rank in, mm. in the dark occult. She's like Ruby level. And the, the Ruby uh, is like blood that's, um, rubies are the most valuable of the precious stones. Um, so anyway, I just want to bring Wow, that, that makes a ton of sense. Mm. So they're, they're telling you Ruby Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, okay. They're telling you her rank in the, in the, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot all about that song. Oh, you know? yeah, no. And and it's that influence that she had on them. And supposedly that line, like, Tuesday's on the phone to me. Right. Tuesday was at uh, David Crosby's house <laughs> calling the Beatles. Like, right. there was this whole story behind it. And um, I was like, all right, so why why the big influence? Because I've never even heard of her. So how come she's like the, the Rolling Stones wrote a song about this girl right. I've never heard of? Like, why? And then I got to look and kind of like you said, with her tie to like Anton LaVey, she's being used, but she's oh, being yeah. protected. Yes. So why? So she uh, developed like kind of, I, I would say maybe like clairvoyant abilities as a yes. young child. And she had like a psychic nature about her and right. they like a gifted, like, of course, with her right. bloodline and pedigree and she's got these inherent gifts. Right. So they chose her to be the priestess. Like, this is your role. This is yes. what you were going to do. Do you know and when they chose? I think that that happens like around seven or like. Yeah, she, I think it said she was like. 12 i want to say i 12 read. is when she started with the hitchcock that's when she did started okay, working yeah. she was working yeah, she started working and stuff right. i think that they choose them younger yeah because when she I, developed right. the gifts i think is when they chose her like it's yeah. the second they realized she was capable of doing this they were preparing her mm, right and then they kind of like really and 
and they can accentuate that with certain types of trauma. You know, mm -hmm. they can traumatize her in this way, which helps to make her more psychic or they can traumatize her in this way, which helps to make her more closed off. You know, there's different ways of torture. It's a science. It's really sick. They but... know more about it than I do. Well, yeah, yeah. Perfected yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so they're preparing her from birth, essentially. Yes. Starts developing these gifts there. It's like uh, if you're born into a royal family and you know once grandma dies this person's probably going to be princess or queen or like right. once grandpa dies this is going to be the king kind of like right. charles and you're right. raised in a certain way right you expect to be in the role they're mm -hmm. telling you you will be this someday yeah so, yeah okay. whether we are aware of it or not doesn't matter mm -hmm. because they have their own setup in the family that they are never going to share with like the, like, Hey, this is what we're doing over here. They're never going to tell you that. No. And we just see them as, Oh, well, she's in that movie with Elvis and she's really pretty or whatever. There's, you never even suspect something like that would be going on. So unless right. you are like us and you look into everything, right? Then, unless you're like, why is she related to the politician governor of Massachusetts? It's right. <laughs> you know, like that's yes. weird yeah and that, that's kind of where, where i went but that's where i fell into the rabbit hole like what mm -hmm. uh, yeah but go ahead well and that's where critical thinking comes in because right. you can take it as surface level like oh her dad's the governor of massachusetts or you could be like what the fuck why yeah and that's what i said especially when i saw like the dedication in the satanic bible was, right i mean that is huge great. and the that satanic is bible is like that's their Bible, you know, everybody like a regular Bible. That's the only book some houses have. Everybody gets it. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. like everybody that is even thinking about what Satanism is, is going to get that Bible. You mm -hmm. know? And they're going to read that page that says Tuesday Weld's name right there. Like yes. he's, he's seeding that name into all of the satanic minds that want to learn and become part of this cult he says hey this is your queen like right there mm -hmm. on the front page yes because mm. it can't be jane mansfield or marilyn monroe they're dead right yeah. and i do believe that marilyn was also probably part of a ritual but right. so how i came across this was the um the tragedy or the ritual the sacrifice that ushered Tuesday Weld in oh, yeah. was the plane crash that carried Buddy Holly, the mm. Big Bopper, and Richie Valens to right. their deaths. The day the music died. Yes. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, and that's kind of, that's what happens. Uh, Aaliyah gets murdered on a plane and then Beyonce becomes famous. Yes. You know? uh, Tupac gets murdered and then Snoop Dogg becomes famous. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Kurt Cobain gets murdered and then his, his bitch wife becomes famous. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of, it happened. And Dave Grohl gets famous too. Like he mm -hmm. also, I'm sure. so like um, it's, that's what it takes. Uh, you got to blood in, you got to have to blood in. Yeah. Right. Right. And you also have to think 
about the shift in our culture when that happened. Because you look at doo-wop music and it's so innocent and wholesome. Buddy Holly was considered to be rock and roll, but right. to our standards now, it's it's like baby stuff, what right. he was singing about. And you have like Roy Orbison and- Gotta love that guy. These, oh, yeah. I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And such wholesome music right. from like the 50s. And about love and connection. Love and, and, right. and um, I just want to hold your hand and right. like, the bop and like all this stuff it's like you're dancing at a high school dance and like you have to maintain a certain like distance between you and your right. boyfriend right. And like, you so might sneeze on him and give him a coof like right. i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so they okay they um this is like they the music dies and then it that is the inception of the satanism yeah. What, when did this happen? Uh, 59 or something? What, I think uh, it was 59. Let me see. I'm okay. Googling right now. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. But uh, so the so you, the way that the, the big 59. popper. Oh, good. All right. I'm good at the guessing. Mm -hmm. So uh, the way that the Beatles changed is also the way that all the music changed yeah. uh, the day the music died. And you hear the song American Pie, you know. Um, he was of the understanding, by the way. Right. He gets it. Right. Right. And he was telling us. <laughs> right. John McLean is of the understanding, that motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> I think he was probably involved with some shit. Right. I think they all were. I mean, Bob Dylan will tell you he signed oh. the contract with the, the Lord of this world, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, okay. So, Tuesday was related to Buddy Holly, or somehow she uh, was... Um, connected with buddy i don't Holly? know if she was related to them but i think similar to like if you want to get to a certain point you have to pay the fiddler kind of thing mm. so they took some really iconic people who were ahead of their time right who were probably who weren't going to go along with the the plan exactly right. like richie valens everybody knows like da 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 bum but like yeah. everybody knows, like it yeah. was such a different time and of course buddy holly this nerdy boy with his glasses and right he's a genius he just singing and put his own style in it everything and everyone right. adored him and it's like we're gonna kill them right. and kill off that innocence from right. American culture Right. Kind of like how Manson killed For off the you, 60s. Say. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that cleared the way for Tuesday to come in and right. be That's this sex pot who has no morality. And is so that's kind of like, you know, they had the Carter family and then all of a sudden they, they you know, that's all used up. And then they got Dolly Parton, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Big fake boobs, big fake hair. You know, they mm -hmm. ask her, how, how do you get your hair like that? She says, I don't know. I'm in the other room when they do that. You know, she walks in <laughs> right. and they put it on her head. Like, yeah. Big so, wig and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and it's pushing that like Tuesday weld was like, she was immaculate. I mean, mm -hmm. such beauty. And uh, I mean, regular women can't you know, no. they can't get there. And it's, uh, so it's on, on another level of pedestal, just the way that Dolly Parton is the same, you know, she's like this idea of this beauty. And then she still sings like 
about how that others that other woman is more pretty oh, jolene than jolene right and it's like no matter how pretty you get you're still not i feel anything. like actually jolene is referencing a witch because the way she describes jolene mm. with her auburn red hair right? and emerald green eyes emerald see emerald i told you like she's talking about a witch <laughs> right in that right because and that's why she can because she, can she has the will of every she yes. can take his will because yes. she can right right right. yeah please don't take him even though you can right right so i think that dolly Parton was talking about a witch with right. jolene and who do we have singing it <laughs> was miley cyrus did this whole <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to redo Jolene. And it was Ugh. like, of course, of course you would do that. Right. But going along with like, <laughs> they're killing off this innocence of the fifties hmm. and uh, horned rimmed glasses and pretty woman and just, you know, wanting this wholesome feeling with music, they killed that off. And it was immediately like, if you can't be with the one you want, be with the one you're with. Right, right. Come right. on, baby, light my fire. Right. I'm talking about drugs. Take sex. me to the other side. Yeah, we, dirty. You know, what's that stuff? Like it's not only sex, but like magic shit. Like you know, mm -hmm. the through the looking glass. Like yeah. Um, they they got uh they really start delving down into it, and yeah. um you know the like the doors. He's that's uh uh you know the doors of perception that's uh huxley i think and that you know that whole thing with with the mind control and the transhumanism and the future mm -hmm. of humanity like it's sick and you know and jim would i god bless him every now and again he would speak the truth uh there's that one recording where he yelled at the crowd you're all a bunch yeah. of slaves yeah when are you gonna stop letting him push you around and it's yeah. like He's telling them and they're still like, yay, we're slaves. You know, it's, yeah. sad. it's sad. It's real Stockholms. It's yeah. real idolatry. It's really the worship of these people. And you could say, like with the change in the culture, it wasn't just taking the wholesome loving vibe out of the music but it was encouraging certain ideas into people like in in strange scenes from the canyon it was like hippies just popped up one day and people were looking around like yeah. where the fuck did these hippies come from and yeah it was the freaks like, the Vito yeah, Palakis or the yeah the, the dancing the, freaks with the weird mm -hmm, clothes Vito right, Palakis right. and like yeah. uh Carl Franzoni and all them literal freaks right and it was um free love right. and take your birth control pill yeah birth and control just came out right that's a new thing i'm telling you sean and it was right. because they they ritually destroy the family yeah that all it's all of it they ritually sacrificed that pure innocent last piece of what we had left of mm just of the beaver cleaver like the, the beaver wholesome cleaver. yeah stuff and right. they bled it out like a fucking prized pig and yeah, then like it was like you have to imagine like as the plane went down and it's like tuesday rising up from the 
the fire and ashes of the yeah. crash and it's like all right it's time for me to assemble my kingdom now and <laughs> we have we are so fucked off in our society right now compared to where it was when people were just um listening to even old country yeah i'm ta- i'm talking about like uh what's a biggie like johnny cash right and june he was carter. kind of new country actually like before him was like the carter family yeah june carter yeah, the carter the carter so like That's yeah right june carter yeah. used to used to perform with her mother who played the guitar in the carter family and mm-hmm. you know it's uh johnny used to listen to her when he was a kid or like patsy klein right right yeah now oh, come on i know yeah that who also such died in a plane crash the voice right right and that's a perfect way to get rid of them i mean mm-hmm. that's how like you know and the you know leonard skinner's plane crash and like they you know they were burning on an album cover and then they're and they were like pulled like Aaliyah didn't want to get on the plane they dragged her onto that plane <laughs> and i mean her. yeah right just Drug like they do for Kanye and like how they do with all of them. That's how they, what happened to Brittany Murphy? Kobe. Right. Well, I think uh, we need to ask Harley Pasternak <laughs> and figure that one out because he also managed her, mm. you know, not just Kanye. We saw, I saw a list of all the people that he was working with, you know, he works with Lady Gaga. He works with all of them, you know, mm-hmm. um, and he keeps him in line with drugs and and institutionalization and that's that's the current level of the mind control which which kept uh marilyn monroe at in check and yeah you know. mm-hmm. so okay let's get back to this plane crash and now the rise of tuesday yes mm-hmm. so please do you want to take the reins yeah i was gonna also say like when i was after i figured out like that the plane crash was probably this big monument to her to mm. usher in this new society the new aeon the new yeah. yes everything uh there was an interview that she did like on a late night talk show and i can't remember who the host was but he was like i've asked her several times she never wanted to appear and basically had to like beg her to come on the show and so he he's like all right everyone we finally got her. She's coming out. This it's the goddess. Wow. Tuesday belt. And he literally refers to her as the goddess. Wow. And that just I was like, there it is. So that's her coming out party, basically. Here she is. There's your goddess, everybody. There's your goddess. Right. It's Tuesday Weld. And she wow. comes in and she has like not rose-colored glasses on, but they were like a beigey, kind of like a tan. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn. Auburn sunglasses mm-hmm. on. And she wouldn't take them off the entire interview. Right. And he sits down and he's just, you know, brown-nosing this shit out of her. Like, oh, Tuesday, um, I've fantasized about you for years. And wow. she's like... Right. And, was she how old is she like 19 or something was she this... had actually already had children in this oh, okay. interview so this is like even later on and they're still building her up like was this, this the dick cavett show 
I think I might have seen. Is he like a skinny dude with blonde hair? Yes. Yes. Okay. This is the interview I'm talking about. Okay. I think I'm familiar with this one. Please Mm -hmm. continue. So she's like, I've been, I've done so many interviews and I want to switch it up a little bit and do this one differently. And he was like, how so? And she was like, you can ask me anything as long as it's personal. And he laughed at that, like, oh, personal. Okay. So he goes, well, then the first thing that pops in my mind is um, I've watched several interviews with you and I've read several articles about you and they're always conflicting and they're never the same. And he goes, uh, Tuesday, did you lie about some of this stuff? And she was like, I lie all the time. <laughs> and it was like, they laughed at that. Like it was yeah. a joke, but she was being dead ass serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Jim Morrison lied about where his family came from. He said his parents are dead and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's part of it. Like, yeah. that's just par for the course of Satanism. You got to lie. Oh, definitely. And so, like, and you could tell the crowd just thought she was BSing or like telling a joke. She's like, oh, I lie all the time. Like, <laughs> You're never going to get a straight answer from me. And so the crowd was like, ah, ha, 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 you lie all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were asking her all these questions. And she was like, I've never been able to do an interview sober because I just get so incredibly nervous. And mm-hmm. she was like, I drink bottles of wine. And like, she was just like going on and on. And it was like, Okay, wow. we're we're seeing the the picture of the goddess priestess queen this right. um flying under the radar lying about everything why no Yeah <laughs> I mean it just seemed like to me she was so carefree like I just sit at home and drink wine and lie about my life <laughs> You know that's how it came off Yeah 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 it's like every woman's dream right (laughs) yeah i'm just so pampered i just tell everyone how fucking fantastic my life is (laughs) Ah, tuesday yeah wow so that's what it takes to be a goddess to just drink wine and to lie to people and Mm -hmm. just to be under the radar i guess right and when i when i'm thinking about like why they would want her under the radar so much is because she's serving such a greater purpose than just acting in movies oh right this greater purpose yes please Mm -hmm. and so if you're going to have her working like spells behind the scenes and being obviously she she was having a romantic relationship with elvis when he was still married to priscilla right right so it's there's even another level to like what do they call it it's like an affair but not an affair uh she's promiscuous oh yeah okay yeah it's not an affair is between like i don't give a damn if i want you i'll have you kind of right right and that's what the roles that she was playing too yeah, that's was, what I was getting at. Is like this is literally what they're talking about with that. Right, right. So, uh, like another one of Levey's books, "The Satanic Witch." Um, that is, uh, that this is what, I mean, Tuesday 
is the perfect witch. And that is what is described in the satanic witch, how to use sex to control and power over others. Um, so, I mean, that's probably why he revered her so much, because she is the perfect example of the satanic witch. And this what she's bringing to the society of like, just get drunk and just have sex. And this is uh, Kinsey's ideals incorporated like in you know like in flesh like it's a person that's doing what kinsey says like he mm -hmm. he did a book about women's psychology and sexuality and he says that like uh you know 60 percent of women cheat on their husbands and like they're all like they're you know every everybody's a whore and like uh in the male book he talked about how all you know uh children are sexual from birth and shit like oh that's another whole part. Shit. that's the, another whole part of it now have you looked into what her kids are doing i have not but no, i'm wondering if you have because you yet, just no. have kids no i haven't that might be something even for like our listeners to like go if they want to do some of their own investigation stuff into this and just right. see like we're not sitting here bullshitting because I just have to get this off my chest. After I did the Wizard of Oz episode, I had a, m most of the people who reached out to me were like overwhelmingly like you did such a good job. Like we love the episode. But then there's always like two or three people who will send you a direct message telling you what a piece of shit garbage can you are. And one of them was like, you don't research anything. You just talk out of your ass. And then like another person was like, I've noticed a lot of conspiracy theories come from Ohio. And it was like they were developing their own conspiracy theory that because I'm from Ohio wow. and grew up in a trailer park with nothing that I must be somehow like. That's why I would trust you more. I would I would rather trust somebody that came from nothing because they have no they're not influenced by money and like creative right. and evil thing, you know. Yeah, like literally I go from paycheck to paycheck just like yeah. most people do. Yeah. And Me too. I, yeah. I'm telling you and they're like, well, I'm developing this theory that, you know, all the podcasters from the Cleveland, I was like, you can fuck off because like, I promise you, if there's anyone in this world who's just Googling and doing their own research, it's the people who aren't out here with like right. subscription pages and sponsors and right. like these humongous podcasts that are super right. super big you might question some of that shit but i'm literally making no money off right. of what i'm doing yeah and it's interesting I to you you want to you want to add to the conversation you, yeah you know, i've the same literally way. done my own research like I, and you have too that's why right. i feel so passionate about that it's like if you're going to start your own podcast and then do an episode on the Wizard of Oz and talk shit to me, cool. At least you've done. <laughs> right, 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 right. But it's like, give me a break for real. Like we're out here doing the best we can right. just like be informative and mm. tell you what's going on in the world. And you want to say that I'm an asshole because you didn't like something I said in the Wizard of Oz. I get that. You know, I did, I did an episode with my brother and I tell people that the earth is round. And I got a lot of hate from that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People can read on the, you know, the comments. I don't erase the comment. I leave, you know, I do whatever. But, uh, you know, I, people are going to fight it out. People are, mm -hmm. 
but do you expect a lot of like uh, retorts from you think you, do you expect a lot of negative press out of this one I do only because they'll say stuff to me like, well, show me, show me where you know that the plane crash was the ultimate right. surprise for Tuesday. And it's like, I wasn't even alive in 1959. So what I invite people to do, because there's no way to go back in time and watch the event happen, is to judge people based on the activity and the events that surround them. Right. Critically think for yourself right. because right. there's no history book that's going to tell you the things that we're talking about. Right. And you see the timeline. And yes. it might not be, it might not have been specifically for Tuesday Weld, but I believe that it was for the, it was specifically like you're right. They were changing the zeitgeist, they were changing the ideas and the worldview of everybody and mm -hmm. they were clearing out the old and tuesday was like the cherry on top of the new yeah yeah mm -hmm. you know so it's not like they wrote tuesday on the plane or whatever and had right. this like seance or whatever but she was she is like an example of what has replaced and mm -hmm. you know um i think i do agree with you and i see that as to be true and um, mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I, I mean, wanted you to look into Tuesday Weld because she's such a deep well of mm -hmm. information that, that relates to everything that we're part of and the slavery that we're in. Um, because, I mean, so. And they siphon off a lot of energy from these big tragedies that right. can power up certain events that they want to take place. So. Yes. Like people really were devastated at what happened to Buddy Holly. Like people right. were like, they shut themselves up in their houses and were like, oh, like it was yes. Buddy Holly. And right. so you have to imagine that it wasn't just that they died. Like I would never want to go down in a plane crash. I'm sure that was big for the people involved. Yeah. But it also sent like ripples throughout our whole nation when yes. that happened because it was like the death of right. a literal era of time yeah. and music and people were traumatized by right. that like oh my god and it was like fiery plane crash right and so right. they they and it's like the killing of the king stuff like that it's the like the killing of the king where mm -hmm. uh somebody on the pedestal you know gets taken down in a horrific way and then that traumatizes you because it's like you look up to them and you identify your ego with them and then they are slaughtered in such a way that it it's like mm -hmm. it's like your own death almost it's really i guess i don't know how to, to describe it maybe the listeners can get the gist but um, yeah like when michael jackson died yeah yeah or you know when uh, you know john lennon died or like when yeah. jfk died like you know, that's it, uh, a really good one when JFK died. Right, right. Which was also like, wasn't that in like the 60s? Right, 63, I think. And that was, uh, you know, the, it, it was proving to the rest, to everybody, like, you can't go against us. Like, we, mm -hmm. you could dark, be the president. Right. And we'll blow and your head so, off in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. make a big show out of it yeah exactly and they do that a lot you know and, and mm -hmm. you know they still do it like 
like I was talking, like I mentioned Kurt Cobain, you know, mm-hmm. like fucking did that and everybody cried, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, but then there, there are others who continue to do the bidding and mm-hmm. will work for them. Uh, look at Jerry Garcia. He died right along the same time as Kurt, but they, you know, he died trying to get clean in a, in a rehab because he was quitting heroin. He'd been on heroin this whole time, mm-hmm. his whole career. Mm-hmm. And um, they've been, he, he was the Pied Piper and he was going bringing that music all to every city. He was, they were always on tour, you know? And if you listen to interviews with him, he's all about the uh, cyber, you know, the worldwide web and how the tricky, AI, AI transhumanism, yeah. All of that. He's like, you know, nobody's going to need to learn to play the guitar in the, you know, in the metaverse. You know, he didn't know about the word metaverse, but like with the virtual mm-hmm. reality, we can all play guitar. It's just yeah, tricky world. Yeah. Right. And fuck that. Because like, yeah. there's a reason why they call it like a discipline, because mm. it's a spiritual thing to learn how to play an instrument and to right. literally right. have the patience and the understanding and to learn a craft right. like that. They're trying to create idiot dumb asses that literally don't know how to do anything. Plus <laughs> yeah. a guitar even. Yeah. Yeah. They and how helpless, anything. how helpless are they? Please government give me everything. I, you know, my parents are gone. So I need you to be my daddy now because I can't even, I have no skills. I have not applied myself to anything. I just look at a computer screen all day and I have no soul. (laughs) That's another thing I say a lot and I don't want to like tangent too much, but like, this is fun. Whatever. How, how like the music died quote unquote, and then Mm. it ushered in like this kind of hippie movement and it was still instruments you know, you still had to be able to sing or play an instrument. But if you look at like what we have today, like in 2022 versus even the 60s and 70s, no one plays an instrument. No one can sing. No one has any charisma whatsoever. If you can't sing, that's fine. We'll just, you know, auto tune right. out of your voice. You don't and, know how to play an instrument. That's fine. We don't need them anymore. Right. Don't even need words. You can have the millennial whoop and go, ooh, oh, ooh, oh, in like every yeah. song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody just sings along by going, ooh, oh, oh, like yeah, birds. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also think is part of the the programming too, because if you think of like, clockwork orange where they just kind of open your eyes and flash lights in your fucking face and yeah. they they put those programs in your head mm-hmm. well what are we doing with this songs it's very repetitive shit right. yes. where it's like the same little uh riff over and over again right. or you know what song that just came out recently is with like sam smith that unholy song never heard of it. christ on a cracker that sounds like real <laughs> chanting that sounds like real yeah I mean, they're bringing it out are... that is the goal that so like the satanism they you know it's you know people are like oh well, they got the fabian socialists have infiltrated and this and that you know oh they're commies and shit okay communism was created by satanism for a purpose right it's just like satan levain satanism was created by satanism you know mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing is this older structure you know Mm -hmm. and this 
they their goal in the end is to turn reality all the way opposite because they are opposite nature oh yeah so they want to see they want to make turn the world in their image so everything is backwards mirror you know dudes are chicks and pain is love and you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then by and when they do that once everything is the opposite and backwards they can put themselves up on the pedestal of we are the gods here so look at me i am the best pedophile i drink the most blood look Mm -hmm. at uh, you know and then you see like marina abramovich with the rothschild in front of the painting that's satan summoning his legions and they're smiling for the camera yeah they're displaying how evil they are and that Mm -hmm. that is a status so i think that when they finally do create total satanism in the society which they're almost there like holy oh they're on the the, we've reached a pinnacle right with that shit now sean now let me ask you your thoughts on this Mm. and so i've Mm. said this before but i have to get your thoughts on it like with these Jeff Dahmer rehashes oh, yeah. and like the Bondi rehashes. That's cannibalism. Netflix. Yep. Oh yeah. The cannibalism. You on Netflix and there's Gacy tapes, Bundy tapes, Bundy right. movie, right. Dahmer movie. Right. Uh, I mean, Berkowitz movie, Richard Ramirez documentary. And right. it's it, you go on Netflix and it's a never ending pit of just demonic and i almost think that hmm. they like us to become obsessed with stuff like that because you ask just somebody you work with and you're like what did you think of like that new jeff dahmer uh documentary and they go oh he was such a sick freak and i couldn't even get through the first episode i tried it was like oh Oh, there's black magic all over that oh that too but i mean the the feeling pit in my gut it's just Oh my they God, want you no. to be traumatized through right. your screen, though. Yes. And they want you to like it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, because I asked someone else and they were like, oh, I almost couldn't get through it. And I was like, well, I why did yeah. you then? I stopped halfway through. I was like, I'm no. <laughs> you know I mean? no my and- consciousness doesn't want that. But I already know about the Dahmer story. I don't need to see it again and see it played out and watch the weird dynamic between you know the gay murderer and the gay victim as they rub on each other and they, you know it's like what <laughs> what and are they, they doing you to feel literally repulsed in every yeah. cell of your body and then they and want they you to also... choose to keep watching yeah and another thing about it is like they tried to show the humanity of the victims mm-hmm. before they were murdered so you're even so you more cry. devastated that yes. you know what jeffrey did to them right right look at what they did with damien eccles mm-hmm. that hbo mm-hmm. documentary paradise lost oh you thought he didn't do anything by the time you got done with that well yeah most people like idiots like johnny depp and shit they're like oh yeah, i'll give him money and get him out of jail and be his best friend and you know whatever the fuck but that dude sacrifice goats together right yeah i mean damien he uh he said he did it he Three was times. convicted right yeah like he said it to the kids on the in the you know at the football game or whatever he like said it he, three times the dude's proud of it, it. yeah he's and very now proud. 
he's famous for being a murderer mm -hmm. and everybody mm -hmm. loves him. Mm -hmm. This goes back to my idea of what, like, we're, you know, not my idea, but what I was illustrating before by saying that they want to satanify. Yes. I mean, you look at people, people will hate you if you are, uh, if you eat meat which I don't condone. I mean, obviously it's wrong. It's to... just a funny thing though. It's like, what in the but fuck? But they love Damien Eccles. I mean, I know personally, I know this sweet vegan. She's a lovable, awesome chick. And I'm over at her house with my wife and we're like hanging out. And I see on her bookshelf, High Magic by Damien Eccles. Oh. And I say, what is this? And I pull it out. Oh, she, he's great. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, mm. what? And I'm telling her, she's like, oh, no, no. He, these people, it's it's a spell. I, we, I talked about it William Ramsey. Uh, but anyway. Absolutely 100% right. every word is a spell. Right. And these, and it takes your, like, like my friend, she chose to buy that book. She chose to like him. You know, it, it was an offer. It's not like you must like Damien. She consented to the spell. Exactly. And that is what it's all about. And now he's going around selling books. He's famous guy. You know, Henry Rollins. He is makes like, more money than us. Right. And who does he make it from? Who, who rewards him with that money? Satanism. They like Satanism said, hey, you want to be in our cult? fillet this kid's genitals and mutilate you know yes. bury yep. him in the water uh, on the full and moon. he probably enjoyed it oh yeah not probably he definitely enjoyed it yeah. it was like it it's, was like christmas day for him opening right. presents i mean oh i get right. to be a part of this larger thing because it's power mm -hmm. yeah this like so so they're they're using this power to turn people satan and then they take these satanic individuals and they give us give them to society and they say look here's your hero you mm -hmm. want this and then you know we, uh moral moral relativity rules the day then like oh jeffrey dahmer is not that bad that's a good point that's i was gonna say something along those lines too is it makes you confront the darkness in your own soul and mm. almost accept that part of yourself where they're trying to get you to say like, Oh, I kind of understand a little bit, like why Jeff was messed up. I, right. I kind of understand like why he <laughs> did those things. And then you start going, well, I kind of have some dark thoughts sometimes too. Maybe I'm just misunderstood. Right. Right. Maybe I too could go murder somebody. Maybe I'm being capable of it. Maybe I would get rewarded by the cult too. Maybe it's a good idea to eat babies, mm. you know? And if, I don't know if you're familiar with, like if you've been down the rabbit holes and speaking of veganism rabbit hole, there's this dude, Zverige, S-V-E-R-I-G-E, I think is his YouTube handle. He eats raw meat to piss people off and he drinks <laughs> blood. People send him blood in the mail. He drinks it. It could be, I mean, it could be AIDS blood, but you know, if you believe in AIDS, oh but anyway, it could, God. yeah, this dude is sick, Zverage, and he talks about, he's, you know, he gives little 
speeches about his uh, worldview. And he says, yeah, the elite are doing it right. They know how to get power. They know how to be healthy. They drink blood. That's uh-uh. a good idea. Uh-uh. Yeah. See, I have a whole I I have a whole episode on how these elites are human vampires. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I thought you were going somewhere else with that because <laughs> my nephew came. He we all went to lunch or something, and he was like, "Hey, I've been following this channel where they eat raw meat," and right. we were all trying to convince him not to be doing that. Yeah, especially and don't so eat pork because going the with parasites with like crazy. This this guy's on a whole nother level than just eating raw meat and what i told him is there's a reason they make like meat thermometers and if you even if you order a rare steak it has to get to a certain temperature they put probes in the motherfucker and like i worked for kitchens for 20 years i know all about Mm -hmm. it right 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 yeah it's science it's and it's basic fundamental understanding of of eating Parasites. Because bacteria and ba- and parasites, right? Because yes, yes. And I talked to my yeah. husband about it, and you know, of course, like my husband is super extra about everything, and mm-hmm. he, it's probably not relevant, but he's black, and he always says that's white people shit about everything. <laughs> that's and silly, so yeah. it's like, hey, <laughs> babe, what do you think about <laughs> eating <laughs> raw meat and like raw steaks? And he was like, that's some white people shit. Definitely, like, I want my meat up to temperature. Right. <laughs> like me right. too like right. that that's not white people shit that's like it's mind control it's shit. satanism that's what they're doing they're turning us yeah. satanic and mm-hmm. i swear to god cannibalism is next once they get to like chopping off and changing genitals and once they're done with that whole thing cannibalism either that or bestiality it's like and then once they're done with that they go to the You're other one teetering real close to the bestiality yeah. thing with like right. the furry movement Oh yeah, which well, is part of the LGBT. It's actually it is really happening. Uh, mm-hmm. In Germany, they fuck dogs like they. Oh my god! Oh god! It's sick. I mean, we don't need to talk about that. But this is this is true, like anti nature. It is the it is like normal psychology would not do that. It takes a broken person, and when they break these people. And these people are eating human flesh and fucking animals and, you know, mm-hmm. murdering each other because they want money or whatever it is. Then that that total chaos gives them control because then they can come in with their psycho their psychological manipulations. And these people are ripe for it because they have no control over their own consciousness. They're just whim. They go by the, they, they follow their emotions and their, uh, their traumatic reactions. Like if you traumatize somebody, it'll trigger them in their head to like, never have that happen again. And then in mm-hmm. their subconscious mind, they, they do stuff with it, like without even thinking like, and these elite are uh, like, the dark occult is their ancient psychologists. They, oh, yeah. they understand the mind and the spells and all the magic that is to entrain and control minds along with and their will. You also have to think it's like normalizing depravity yeah. at a certain point. So whereas like when I was growing up, and I don't know how old you are, Sean, but like I'm a 90s kid. I was born in 94. 
And so I remember my great grandma and my grandparents and even my mom and dad were from a completely different generation. Yeah. I'm talking like mom and dad in the house. I'm talking like my grandma stayed home and took care of the kids while my grandpa and great grandpa went to work. That's I'm talking like church on Sunday, home cooked meals. You're like lucky. this is you are well, lucky. Think about our kids. I know. Kids. Yeah, I know. I know. What the fuck are they going to remember? TikTok, <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, like that is uh, like astounding to me. And you right. know what else scares me about that is because they were raised in that kind of a way, and we didn't have cell phones and all that yet, and we were broke, so we really didn't have shit. Right. And like, if somebody came and knocked on your front door. It was like an exciting, happy moment because you're like, oh my God, we got company. And then it was like mom had like little certain foods and things she would keep in the cupboard just for when company came over. Because you love people and not a phone. Talking and having organic conversation. Just wanted to stop by. I was close and I wanted to check on you guys. And then if I was to like be playing in the living room or like go to my room when company was over big trouble for me because you needed to sit at the table and yeah. talk because we have company. They came to see how we are doing and you're over playing with toys or so you need to talk right. to this person. Interact, be part yeah. of the family, do it. Yes. Right. That's now, how I was raised. Look at with, with the, the damn, uh, pandemic shit that they that they Mm -hmm. did on us i mean i've read terrified of other people i've read like uh what you know blog posts and like whatever reddit posts Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. mothers who like locked up one kid in the basement one kid in his bedroom they're screaming on the other side of the door please mom please no and they're like i'm doing it for you (laughs) like there it's so these poor children and they you know uh that should be a show anyway but i mean it's really uh it's sick what they've done and each each generation gets hit even harder it's like wham you know like with us like i'm i'm like i was born in 81 and like my parents are divorced you know my dad alcoholic like my friends like they were like had all on Adderall and stuff and mm-hmm. it's like you know they they smashed us with all this shit and now the next level is like what you're saying is just even worse like face in the mud you know it's yeah. worse because yeah. now you're like terrified to even start up that conversation with somebody who's standing behind you in line at Walmart or like you don't you just I don't. always do I always non-verbal do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like you i know can't even, they're ooh. scared they don't know what to say i always make them oh. laugh and then they don't know what to do like it's great mm-hmm. like you know and you um, can't you can't just show up at somebody's house god forbid you just show up yeah, at bring somebody's. a gun <laughs> and i'm just saying something that, well they're literally like that like you gotta call from the driveway can i come to the front door almost kind yeah. of thing 
And my husband's whole family is still very old fashioned. Like I never know when people are going to show up at my house. I always just try to keep clean over here because I never know when like my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, somebody's going to stop by and I'm like, oh shit. Like I I just try to like be ready. And, um, we're the same way. Like we'll, he'll, we'll just be driving. Like we'll go get something to eat and we'll be like, oh, we're really close to like your aunt's house. We'll just stop by and like say hello. And I'm fine with having conversation like podcasting. That's a lot for me. It's very fulfilling to talk to people, but more importantly, people who are like-minded. Yeah. Which is why I feel like the listeners of your show, the listeners of my show, we could build a community where it's like, you're not crazy. Yes. I know you've noticed what's going on. We've noticed it too. And we just happen to be able to have this podcast where people want to hear our episodes and see what's going on in the world. And they don't want to turn on the TV. God bless. That's what podcast is. Yeah. Yeah. For Mm -hmm. me, it's like, like I said earlier, is like, I want to add to the conversation. I have thoughts too. And then I listen to podcasts, you know, and, you know, and I've met these people, like I've seek, I seek them out and I meet them and they're real people, you know, like, and, um, you know, it's good that like, we can hang on to the, we know we've awakened to enough to, to know that family and care are what's important. And like, that's what we got to hang on to and maintain, uh, while the rest of the world becomes deracinated and they fall away from their roots and they just, you know, um, Mm -hmm. it will, you know, our families will be strong. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is really the weirdos at school though, which is my kids not going to school. I'm not, I I won't let my enemy teach my kid. No, (laughs) I don't even have kids. It's something that like me and my husband talk about all the time because Mm. I'm on such a like tipping point where I'm like, I don't want to bring a child into this. Well, like I could choose. I wouldn't choose to be born right now, like in the end of days. But think of it this way if they if you don't have a kid who's going to be left behind you know you need to leave you need to bring another person that you have that you can help to help them be aware so that in the future they will be there to stand up you know um if we don't have kids so you're saying like we're there's not going to be any warriors in the future yeah so like soldiers in the fight against right the- if we just let them eugenic eugenicize us and kill off all the the ripe fruit of this of mm-hmm. our genetics then they win you know you're the, right that is the real that is the fight is to raise good families that's what i've learned and what i've come to understand super under attack right now too that's right and if they can scare you enough to make you not want to have a kid, then you're going to die and their kids are going to take control and mm-hmm. then ha- they're going to own the earth. Because they're not stopping having them. No. And they think about generate. They think hundreds of years in the future. 
you know, Mm -hmm. and for us, we're going paycheck to paycheck. But if we can, if we can create a seed of rebellion and we can introduce my kid to your kids, if you ever do have, you know, Mm -hmm. they can work together and, and be, if we can make a knit community, then we, we will have roots despite Mm -hmm. all of their shenanigans. You know, it started, it started long before Tuesday Weld, but you know, this new generation, the new aeon of the 60s and that free love and the birth control, um, she was the poster child for that, mm-hmm. you know, and it has gone so far now, like we were saying now it's what's next is cannibalism, you know, and she helped usher the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you is there anything more that you'd like to say about how uh like this new 60s i mean what would you have what do you think about in this after the 60s what happened to tuesday uh i think she's still kicking she is still alive now mm-hmm. but where did she she became a recluse right i yes i heard about she, she would show up in like all black and she would have two white huskies and yeah she was very she wouldn't talk to people um can you uh, describe more about what happened with her so it's exactly how you're describing and i feel like she is getting burnt the fuck out on magic (laughs) really um yes and i think that her successor is out there already Mm. and while she served her role in the cult for as long as she possibly could she got to a point where it was like all right it's time to announce the new one kind of a thing because it's like you said it's generational so she was tuesday was like the high priestess for an era and then we have a new one was it madonna you think in the 80s or it's probably 70s we had like what did we have anybody I think right. Tuesday was still in the 70s. I think she probably right. And you had out. Farrah Fawcett and stuff, and you had like yeah. you know those type of things, the, mm-hmm. the blonde and the but the biggie that right. was like oh was Madonna, right? And the difference between Tuesday and Madonna is that Tuesday was kind of working behind the scenes a little bit, and mm-hmm. she did you know a lot of influencing and she's bloodline right and she's bloodline and then it was like all right thank you tuesday you've primed us for the next level right they were like we can't just have somebody who's kind of behind the scenes for this next part we need somebody who's going to be in your face right iconic total whore yeah wrote a book sex Reading or whatever by example yeah yeah madonna right. right to me like a like a virgin yeah Ooh, yeah you know mm-hmm. the vma awards where she's on the floor writhing around like mm-hmm. whoa mm-hmm. and now she's still writhing on the floor with her big face yeah. big she yeah, looks like she a looks snake like a cartoon character or something yeah. at this point. it's and it's like a mockery i mean she should it, hang it up like ugh. oh god and I think what happened after Madonna would probably be like either Lady Gaga. Yep. 
Yeah, Lady Gaga for sure. Marina Abramovich. First person in my mind. Right. Marina Abramovich uh, trained up Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga might be not a lady, you know? Right. Um, uh, Also, she wears, you know, the meat suit, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's like Mm -hmm. eating the human cake at the Abramovich thing and like drinking the blood. Yeah, I mean, if you want an example of what I'm talking about, people, just go watch American Horror Story season hotel. Lady Gaga is showing you exactly who she is in that season. Tuesday Weld was mentioned in that that story, that American Horror Story. They brought up Tuesday Weld. I'm going to find it for you here one second. Oh, uh, I freaking told you, Sean. Yeah, yep, totally. That's they why I said, I said, reference. I think Tuesday played her role and then it was Madonna and now it's Lady Gaga, Right. which by the way, our thing that we always talk about with the blonde hair. Right, right. The, uh, the blonde hair is, uh, that also give, shows their ability. Um, they're more psychic with blonde hair, red hair have our have a more affinity with psychic abilities um that's one of the reasons why hitler coveted them so much um it's for some reason the genetics also are like they've found that their monarch programmed slaves that are blonde have more of an affinity for uh psychic stuff that's Mm -hmm. why tuesday Mm -hmm. is so blonde and she is so psychic like they knew that, you know, it's part of her genetics for some, I don't know exactly how, uh, how it goes. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. So I'm looking up, uh, Tuesdays, uh, uh, we can, we can keep talking here. You, uh, well, and I think that they also dye the hair blonde for a reason as well. Like with Kanye, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Madonna, these are not natural blondes. Yes. But yeah. uh, Marilyn Monroe was not a natural blonde. Um, and this is another part of like signifying like, hey, you've reached the next level. Oh, kind yeah. Of thing, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Eminem. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, who's the real Slim Shady? He's a multiple mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you can see here uh, in the American Horror Story, Asylum. The episode Asylum, Lana Winters, Sarah Paulson mentions Weld and expresses her wish to Kit Walker to have Weld play her in a film about Winter's life. Ooh, you know what? You know what? I'm going to take it one step further. Oh, yeah. yeah so nice. what they're talking about in Asylum, mm-hmm. they may make reference to Evan Peters, who was in the new Dahmer. And they make mm. reference to, I want to have such and such, Sarah Paulson said, I want to have Tuesday Well play me in the movie. She was a lesbian and her wife was in Girl Interrupted mm. as the associative identity disorder person. Oh, really? Who read the Wizard of Oz book over and over again. <laughs> right, right. Which is a, a big come dogger. on, yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Yep, it's all there. They right. pick them because they're of the understanding, and I will die on right. that hill. Right, and they always relate 
their roles to each other. Yeah, um, you like know, a like, dilapidated story kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at like the Heath Ledger thing and how he got mm -hmm. murdered by them and like you look at all other um, like Brittany Murphy and like, you know, these yep. stars, yep. they're they're moved around like pawn pieces and then they, they mm -hmm. knock them off the board when they're done with them. They absolutely yeah. but i gotta hit the road so okay well um, i, I want to say though like just to sum up everything please um i would love for like the listeners to go and do some digging on their own because yeah. even what you and i have talked about is like it scratches the surface right of a very much larger picture so yes if you want to get started and you're not sure where to get started just google tuesday weld don't google it quant don't search google. brave search okay anyway and just go, go from there look at interviews right look at the people who were surrounded by her and right. then you could look at those people and i promise you you'll become a whole researcher <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't all it takes is interest at your time and attention and your care mm -hmm. to to mm -hmm. keep digging um it's really interesting infinitely interesting like in the very in the beginning i i just mentioned a few of the people in her family like look at what the holy crap like she's since the 1300s they've been like that's one of the families that's in you know and it all makes sense that she was being used for you know to further the ends of that of the dark occult and of course she was friends with mama Cass, who was also a big witch in the scene. And of course she was like, you know, handling like Elvis Presley and like she was in the scene and she was like their, she was their arm. She was their will doing their will in that world and helping mm -hmm. to uh, steer it in the direction of anti-nature anti-love like really anti-family mm -hmm. um doesn't i mean she's the epitome of beauty and but she is so toxic to our society um that's why the satanists love her so much mm -hmm. <laughs> it makes total sense yes. and i thank you so much for bringing some bringing this information and having this chat i loved how we were able to to go on and we, you know, we kind of went off the range and we were talking about other things, but it all relates. And I'm very comfortable speaking with you. And I'm very glad that you could join me today. And um, where can the, uh, where can the viewers and listeners find your podcast? I of course love working with you because we're very similar in the way that we're not afraid to just say what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but so I have the Cosmic Peach podcast and uh, I'm wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, Audible, wherever. Mm. So I also have my Instagram, cosmic.peach.podcast, and then my link trees in the bio. So if you're feeling frisky, you can check out the merch oh. or whatever. And I also communicate a lot with the people who listen to my show via Instagram. Somebody say, hey, I have this thing I looked up. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Thank you so much <laughs> nice. for sending it to me. That's great. Or, you know, they'll, there's some people who listen to my show who have had like Bigfoot encounters and like wow. ghosts. It, and so I'll be like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, because I do a little bit of everything. Like I'll talk to you about cryptids. I'll talk to you yeah. about 
paranormal. So it's all. Yeah, you've you talked about all these things on your show. You have a wide varying range. It's just whatever you're interested in. Mysteries. Yeah. You know? Because if you think of it, yes, conspiracy theories are going to be like 85% of my major content. But mm-hmm. we're living in a very mystical realm where people are seeing ghosts and people yeah. are seeing uh bigfoots and people have swear up and down that there's like portals and all this so it's very much connected to black magic and if you believe in that kind of stuff you also have to believe that they are able to channel dark spirits and dark spirits can come for you so you need to be not only (laughs) prepared mentally but spiritually for what's out there Uh, And and that's what i try to do kind of on my podcast and, you know, uh, like I'm not a Christian or anything, but they work with sin. Mm-hmm. This is how it works. Like if you sin, then you have this guilt inside and then the demons can work on that guilt mm-hmm. and use it against you in your own mind. It's like giving them a handle to wield you with. And yeah. that's why, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, don't don't be a sinner for like because you want to go to heaven, like whatever, but you want to be free from the influence of these negative energies. You want to have a free mm-hmm. consciousness. That's what God gave you is freedom. And sin is a trap, you know, it's yes. uh, so that's how the demons operate. And they, you know, then, and they, they love the anti of nature. <laughs> like they, so don't, you know, we gotta, we all gotta do what we can to keep this world from becoming totally satanic. I mean, really look around satanism is really rampant and we gotta like just really look at it for what it is and it's not just a bunch of teenagers wearing black and killing your neighbor's dog in the woods no, it's, it's way more sinister than you right. could ever imagine right they created our world our language they created the pen that they keep us in mm-hmm. and they created the worldview and the mind cage that we are all stuck in and, you know, breaking free from this mind cage is what it is to, to wake up from being dead. Like we're, mm-hmm. you know, we. Spiritual uh, dead. That's right. That's because right. Because once you hear something true, one of two things can happen. You can get triggered and want to assault me verbally. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> or. You will get that fire lit inside of you where it's like, right. oh, shit, right. I want to hear more about this. Right. All It blooms the care. You have care now yeah. and it's like growing. Um, that's also they want to defeat all of our care. They want us to be nihilistic, hate ourselves. If we hate ourselves in the world, what do we care about anything? We'll just let yeah, it all you burn. You, you don't love yourself. How can you right. even function in society? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's love and fear and love is where it's at. Stay with the family. And I'm, I'm so glad that you shared your time. I took you away from your family for a little bit, and, <laughs> but it was great that the listeners got to share with it too. And we all got to hear and um, it was wonderful. This is great. And I'm glad I was able to just say, Hey, 
do you want to, can you please share some Tuesday Weld? You're like, yeah, I'm like so thankful that you came to join yes, us. Today. And it was a blast as usual. Awesome. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll speak to you again soon. And I look forward to our next conversation. And thank you all for listening. And we'll catch you next time on Wake the Yesterday don't matter if it's gone. While the sun is bright Or in the darkest night No one knows She comes and goes So free, she'll tell you it's the only way to be. She just can't be chained to a life where nothing's gained and nothing's lost. It's such a Life unkind